0: And welcome back to Spiritual Strength, Catholic Wrestlers, brought to you by Gene Zanetti from Wrestling Mindset, Eric Guerrero from the Oklahoma Regional Training Center. We're here again to build Catholic wrestlers. We know an athlete for Christ needs to do three things. We need to know the way, we need to show the way, and we need to to go the way. Why don't we go ahead and begin with the prayer? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Amen. St. John Damascene, pray for us. St. Joseph, Tyre of Demons, pray for us. St. Jose Maria, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Okay, so again, Catholic wrestlers... Bringing everyone together because we want to remember that we're using wrestling as a vehicle to build virtue. Okay? Of course, the sport of wrestling is great. We want to succeed on the mat. We want to take that. We want to make sure we're applying that to our entire lives. So, being the total package, spirit, mind, and body. You could be very mentally strong. You could be very physically strong. You could be a great wrestler. But the reality is, if you don't have spiritual strength, you're weak. So, that's what we want to do. Every week, we come together as a group to build spiritual strength, fellowship, prayer and go over you know topic of the week. Okay, so that being said our topic of the week is really sanctifying our entire lives. Okay, so we were just recently speaking to a priest, my brother and I and, and he was saying he did he did some pew research, uh, looking looking and asking questionnaires among his parishioners and basically said the number one thing that his parishioners were saying, their biggest complaint or their biggest concern is how do we take this information about our faith? How do we take our faith and apply it to our lives. Right? We kind of hit on this a little bit last week. Uh, also, how do we apply this to our lives, and how do we live our Catholic faith? So I I turn to Saint Jose Maria here um, as being I've been a cooperator with Opus Dei for the past about four years now. And when I look at his prayer card, it's it's very profound. If you listen to these words in this so his prayer card, I hold it right here. I won't go through the whole thing, but here's a profound line. We want. Um, a way of sanctification and daily work. So Lord, that I may grant, that, grant Lord that I too may learn to turn all circumstances and events of my life into occasions of loving you. So how do we turn all, all circumstances and events of our lives into occasions of loving God? So and on the back of the card, it says, your daily encounter with Christ takes place right where you work. Seek sanctity in the midst of the most material things of the earth, serving God and all humankind. Strive for holiness in your everyday lives. And what does this sound of that like but the universal call to holiness? So in other words, you don't need to leave the world to be holy. Everyone is called to be a saint. Not everyone's called to be a priest. Not everyone's called to be a nun. Not everyone's called for a religious life. But everyone is called to be a saint. Everyone is called to live a holy life. And you're called to live that holy life right where you are. So of course that still means you still have to take time to pray. You still have to take time to go to Mass and to frequent the, sacrament, the sacraments. But a lot, of your, a, a lot of your encounter with Christ will be with your neighbor, with your family members, the way you train, the way you study, the way you work. So the goal is to turn everything into a prayer. St. Paul says, pray always. Okay? And I remember one time I asked my spiritual director, and that's an important thing also, that you should be looking for a spiritual director. Talk to a priest to get a spiritual director who could help guide your soul, okay? Anyone who's serious about wrestling e- either joins a wrestling club or gets a personal coach. Everyone, okay? No one just, just is content with being on the team. You're always joining a wrestling club or you have a personal coach, very likely. Why would we not do that when it comes to the faith? So a simple way we could apply the lesson of what we're doing for wrestling to our spiritual life is get a coach. That means a spiritual director, someone who knows your soul, someone who you could confide in, and, you know, someone who could guide you in, in spirituality. That's very important. It, so ask priests. Ask a local priest. Ask someone. If you're in college campus, talk to your campus ministry. Talk to the priest there. See if he, he could do spiritual direction. If you can't get regular spiritual direction, my best recommendation, I heard this from, you know, writings of priests. They said, find a regular confessor. In other words, find the same priest that you could go to for confession on a regular basis. So even if they can't be your spiritual director, Try to find the same priest who will hear your, your confession on a regular basis. Ideally, you're going to confession every month, right? Make it a habit. Pencil it in that every, sa- every first Saturday you go to confession, right? Something like that. Or whatever works best for your schedule. Just find a way to make it work for you. But you should be going to confession regularly, at least monthly, if you're taking your spiritual life serious. Um, if, you're, if you're further back maybe in your spiritual journey, that's okay too. If you haven't been to confession in a while, just make priority number one. Get back to confession whenever get there, right? If you're only going once a year, try to get it to the point where you're going two to three times a year, right? Wherever you're at, the Lord meets you there. He's happy to meet you there. Just keep moving forward, right? Keep moving forward. Take another step. Take another step forward. So if you're going twice a year, try to go four times a year, okay? And try to do it with the same priest over and over. Now, I know that that's the last thing a lot of people want to do. For me, a lot of times in the past, i try to find when where's there a priest that I don't know where I'm going to go to a neighboring parish. I don't want to see the priest that sees me all the time. That's that's um, that doesn't make sense when you think about it, because you want the priest to get to know you and it's not to, and it's not a matter of, um, you know, feeling, okay, yeah, I get, I get it. We feel embarrassed. We feel ashamed. It's a humbling thing. That's good for you. That's great for your soul that you feel a little bit embarrassed, ashamed, right? Because ultimately our sins are harming God. They're, har- they're harming ourselves. they're, they're well, they're harming, they're harming us. We can't harm God, right? God, God can't be harmed. What we are doing is we are, you know, we're infringing, we're sinning against him. So we should feel a little bit embarrassed. But that's not the reason why we're doing it. It's we go to a regular confessor so they could get to know us. They start to get a sense of our personality. What are our struggles? And then they can give you the best advice that's going to work for you in your life. If you notice in confession, the priest will give you some advice. Well, if they never met you before, It's hard for them to give you great advice. Just like in wrestling, you want a coach that starts to know you. They understand your body. They understand your tendencies. They see your strengths. They see their weaknesses. That coach is going to be much more effective for you to get to the next level in wrestling. It's the same thing in the spiritual life. The more your confessor, your spiritual director knows you and your soul, the better advice he's going to be able to give you that's going to help you progress. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for improvement right the rule in life is either we're growing or we're dying so is a business so is a tree so is a person so is a wrestler so is a person in the spiritual life are we content with where we're at or are we trying to get better so getting that coaching the spiritual director and then we say about sanctifying our regular life how do we take the, how do we take um, you know how do we balance maybe being a catholic and being a wrestler we kind of talked about that before you don't balance it you're 100% catholic and 100% wrestler just like Jesus is fully human and fully divine. This is what I asked my spiritual director. That's what brought me into the spiritual direction topic. I asked him before, how do I balance being a business owner and being a Catholic? Like sometimes as a business, as a business owner, you have to make tough decisions. You know, you have to have difficult conversations with people. So, you know, am I too firm or should I be softer? And, and he, You know, how do I balance it? That was my question. And he said, you don't balance it. Christ is fully human and fully divine. You need to be fully business owner and fully Christ in your life. Apply that to your wrestling. Fully wrestler, fully Christ. Apply it to school. Fully student, fully Christ. You don't slice it up. In other words, God has to permeate every area of your life. As St. Paul said, you pray constantly. That's why it's important in the morning. So in one way you can do that, the way you can do that because you it is impossible in a sense to just always be praying because you have things you have to do throughout the day. So in that sense, praying, praying always is impossible. But in another sense, it is very possible. In the beginning of the day, you make an offering, a morning offering to God. Go to the Catholic, the Catholic company. Google Catholic company and then sign up for the daily morning offering. A beautiful prayer you could, pray, you could pray every single day. So you're offering the day to God. And then throughout the day, you pray. You pray while you work in the sense of sometimes that's why it's important to have um, the, the pictures. You know, you have, I have over here, if you look over, I have, those of you that are watching, you can see I have my prayer section. I have the divine mercy image. I have the Blessed Mother. I have St. Michael. I have St. Joseph behind me over here. Throughout the day, there's got to, you have to be doing uh, invocations throughout the day. Jesus, I trust in you. Um, my mother, my confidence. Lord Jesus Christ, meek and humble of heart, make my heart like unto thine. So invocations throughout the day, affections of the heart, movements of the heart towards God, glances throughout the day. It's a, it's a glance over at the picture of St. Joseph. It's a head nod. I mean, how can we really, a lot of times we have these religious pictures and we just walk right by them. How can we call ourselves a Catholic if there's a picture of the Blessed Mother up and we don't at least look at the picture and give it at least for a second, like a half a second, a reverent bow of the head, a reverent nod, a kiss of my crucifix that I wear around my neck. Uh, You know, so again, those invocations, affections of the heart, glances, that's built into the day. Okay, setting reminders during the day to pray. My phone will go off at at noon and 6, because I know at 12 noon and at 6 o'clock, I I pray the Angelus to the Blessed Mother. At 3 o'clock, the alarm goes off for the Divine Mercy Chapel. And I'll be honest with you, I don't say all of them every day, because I might really be involved in my work at that one moment, and I just can't take a break. So in that moment, God understands that. OK, I think about him for a moment. I think for you, Lord, like I, I'm working for you, Lord. I have, to, I have to make calls. I wish I could do the Chapel of Divine Mercy at three o'clock. But for whatever reason, I can't because of the business or family obligations. The alarm goes off. I see three o'clock and I say for you, Lord. Right. So building that into our life. And it's, it's the way you wrestle. It's the way you are as a student. It's the way that you work. So doing everything with love in your heart, being humble being willing to be corrected not only being willing to be corrected but being happy when people correct you when people critique you right that's that's an important thing um, letting other people speak right being a better listener would be one of my big things right that's how to be Christ in your daily life when you get on the elevator you're walking around the street. is it just you're in your own head or you see the person who's walking by you and you don't and you don't just look at it as a, it's not just an object passing by you it's a person a person who is made in the image of likeness in God. Do you smile at the person who walks right past you, or do you just act like they're an object, like they're a telephone pole? Right? Um, say smile to the person. You know, you're in the elevator. You pop out your headphones. Hey, how's it going? How you doing? And talk to the person. So, like Saint Jose Maria in his prayer here, turning all circumstances and events in your life as occasions for loving the Lord. When you look at other people, are you seeing Christ? Because we have, it's good. We should be praying our rosary. We have mass. We have sacraments. We have our stuff. But are we really, are we really having, are we really having a relationship with the God-Man? Where is Christ? Where is He? When people look at you, are they seeing Jesus Christ? Because people don't want to see you. People don't want to see me. They want to see Christ. And that's something we have to do. We have to make the whole, the whole point of Christ and um, establishing His Church. And again, I get it, we're imperfect, we're never going to be perfect, but when people are, when people are seeing you, are, are you giving them an experience of Jesus Christ? When you're looking at another person, are you treating them like you would treat Jesus? And again, it's being fully human and fully divine, we get it. The person that you're passing by, the car that cuts you off, granted, that person's not Jesus, they're an imperfect person, maybe they made a mistake, maybe they were just being an idiot, okay? Okay. There might be a time you need to let someone know, hey, that wasn't nice, that wasn't right. And you have to be firm with people, but it's still doing it. Are you doing that in a gentle way? Is it a respectful way? Is it a loving way? Right, so being fully human, like how Christ is fully human and fully divine, you're called to be fully wrestler and fully Catholic. Every interaction you have with the person is an interaction with Christ. The way you carry out your work, the way you make your bed, right? It's easy, I could tell a lot of times when I, when I do things and I'm, oh, it was, that was sloppy. Like the way I did it was sloppy. as opposed, I get it. Sometimes you do have to move quickly and you have to, um maybe sometimes you have to move quickly. You got to get things done. But there's still a way of doing it where it's for the Lord versus it's just, yeah, yeah, whatever, just get it done. Like everything you do should be a gift to the Lord. Everything, every, the way you do everything is a gift to the Lord. So I'm not saying this in a way to make you scrupulous, scrupulous where now it's like, you're worried about every last detail. That's not what, it, what this is about. But are we living for Jesus? Are we thinking about him? Are we trying to be him in our day-to-day actions? That's the, that's the question. And again, a spiritual director, that's going to help you with that because the spiritual director is going to stay on top of you. They're going to know. They're going to get to call you out on, on your garbage, right, because sometimes we think we're, we're being a certain way. And once the spiritual director knows us, then they say, oh, I'm, I'm not so sure you weren't trying to be selfish there. I can tell you personally, my spiritual director has no interest in preserving my feelings at all whatsoever. He does not care about hurting my feelings. And I say that, and I mean, he cares about me. He wants me to do, to do well and to improve in the spiritual life. But in other words, he's not afraid to tell me something that's going to hurt my feelings. Like, you're being selfish here. It's all about you, right? Listen, I, I went through confession. He said, listen, listen to yourself. It's all about you. You're confessing the same sin over and over. It's pride. So, yeah, and it's like, and then maybe sometimes I think, well, Maybe in this situation, I was trying to be selfish. gather like, there's that you're still being selfish there. And it's not a matter where he's hammering me all the time. It's just like a wrestling coach. The coach is going to tell you things that you need to do to improve. So, so where is the God man? Where is Christ? Are you living that way? And when you look at other people, are you really looking at, other, at them as Jesus? When you, when you fold the clothes, when you take out the garbage, are you doing it in a way where you're complaining? There should be no complaining. Everything that we do is a gift to the Lord. So when you take out the garbage, when you, when you clean, when you do the undesirable task, you're not doing it for your parents or for your spouse or for your coach. You're doing it for Jesus. That's the way you have to look at it. And then what happens is your moment, your, that moment takes on a supernatural quality. Okay, it's, it becomes so important because that's a way you're glorifying God. It becomes everything you do becomes a gift to God if you're doing it with love, with sincerity of heart, with humility. It becomes a gift, and that's what you want to do. There should be no complaining. It's love. It's doing it out of love, and it takes time. It's going to be. It's easy to complain. The, the thoughts are going to creep in your head, and you're going to want to complain. It still, ha- it happens to me all the time. But when you catch yourself complaining, you, you know, you shake your head. You say, No, this is for you, Lord for you and you give that gift of taking out the garbage or getting up when you're tired, give that to Jesus, right? You don't feel like being, maybe you feel like you know better than someone else, but like the teacher's telling you, you have to do this. You're like, well, I don't, I don't want to do this. Okay. You be obedient, not for the teacher's sake, but for Jesus. Remember charity. So love, love is willing the good of the other for the sake of the other for Christ. Okay, so you're, you're, you're loving other people for the sake of God. You're willing the good of others for the sake of God. So when you love it, when you, and, and what that does is that adds a whole supernatural dimension to everything. Okay, so someone mistreats you, it's going to be hard to love that person in that moment, right? But, you're, but you do love them, not because of them, but because of your love for God. And it's the same thing with obedience. You don't feel like being obedient and you, you might know better than the other person. Maybe the person in authority over you knows less than you. You, you be obedient to that person for God, for the sake of God. Um, that's, that's the idea, right? We want to complain. I'm not going to complain for the Lord. So that's it. And then what happens is your life becomes this big supernatural mystery. Because, again, if, you know, I say it all the time, is the Catholic faith is, is much more than just following a set of rules and the laws. The Catholic faith is a participation in Jesus Christ. Okay, when when we are baptized, a part of a, 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 the the old man dies. Okay, we we die with Christ when we're when we're baptized, and now we've put on the new man. So we become mystically we we somehow become like almost uh, uh, organs or organisms inside the body of Christ. So that's why we're able to pray for one another. That's why we're able to do penance for one another. That's why we're able to offer prayers for one another because we're now in Jesus. So the Catholic faith is a participation in Jesus Christ. And the only way we can do that is if, again, we're, we're living his way. We are in the state of sanctifying grace. We're doing the works of mercy. So again, fully human, fully divine. Be fully wrestler, fully Christ. Be fully husband fully Christ, whatever, fully student, fully Christ. You cannot, you cannot divorce Christ from any part of your life. Remember, that's what the devil wants to do. The devil is all about the divorce. The devil, the devil loves divorce. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Okay, God wants you to be united whole, to be one. And the way you're one is let Jesus permeate every aspect of your life to the best of your ability. Love, sincerity, Humility. Let's go go ahead and let's pray a decade of the rosary. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Remember, as always, an an athlete for Christ needs to know the way, show the way, and go the way. And we could be physically strong, we could be mentally strong, but if we don't have spiritual strength, we're weak. God bless you. God bless your families. We'll see you again next week. Take care.